Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, your source for breaking news, business trends, and economic forecasts here and abroad that impact one-third of America's economy. And now your hosts, Lou Weiss and Tim Grady. here with Mr. Brad Holcomb, who is the committee chair for the Manufacturing Report on Business, which is put out by the Institute for Supply Management. On the first business day of every month, and we have some excellent numbers for Brad to discuss with us. Brad, welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio. Thank you very much. It's always great to be with you and your listeners. Well, we appreciate having you on the show, and I know Lou's very excited about the numbers that have come out, so... Let me have you just jump right into the report and uh, share with our listeners what appears to be an excellent report for last month. Yes, indeed. Uh, The PMI is at 56.0, which is up 1.5 percentage points from from last month's 54.5, and it's growing for five consecutive months. So building on the momentum from the last uh, four months of 2016, and off to a great start in 2017 with a number that's the highest since November of 2014. So, again, off to a very, very good start, uh, supported by good uh, comments and uh, several, many other good numbers uh, in the manufacturing at a glance table if your audience uh, has access to the report. Um, and they first, certainly first, better have access to the report. It's a great report. Yes, and, yes indeed. There's, there's a lot here. It's a good report. It's a good start for the year. Uh, it reflects a positive attitude on the part of uh, business and uh, expectations for, for more of the same as we go forward. Uh, and I think it's very consistent with the December semiannual forecast uh, for the year which called for something like 4.5% revenue increase uh, by businesses uh, on average for the year. And for that to happen, you know, we need to stay in this, in this range uh, or better overall. So, again, it's a great start. I mentioned that the PMI was the highest since November of 2014. That is also true of new orders and production both highs since November 2014, uh, somewhat coincidentally. Uh, New orders is up a tenth of a point to 60.4 from last month, growing for five consecutive months. Uh, Production up two full percentage points this month to 61.4, growing for five consecutive months. Uh, And I'll just pause there for a moment. Uh, to say that uh, we've got a nice run started here, five consecutive months of growth in the PMI, new orders, and production. Yeah, it's really uh, looking like things have uh, recovered from the doldrums of 2016 going into 2017. Brad, what are the respondents saying about their feeling about their particular industry? Yes, there's some very interesting and, and generally quite positive comments, one that you'll like in fabricated metal products. Uh, 
that uh, the comment specifically is steady demand from automotive. And that's been true for some time and continues according to this respondent. Uh, so that's good. We're, we're certainly seeing some, some fine uh, automobiles and I think, uh, you know, competitive pricing coming out, lots of innovations, lots of electronics as well as mechanics in, in these machines. And people, you know, love their automobiles, and, and the numbers and the comments, uh, you know, support that. You know, in, and, oh, in addition, go ahead. I was, I was going to just make make a comment, uh, Brad, that uh, the uh, oil uh, rigs are beginning to open up uh, and start up again, which is a, a sign, you know, needed for uh, oil and gas in regards to manufacturing and uh, um, the, the various mm-hmm. miscellaneous manufacturing where they need the petroleum products. So they, the oil people are looking at this and saying this, this may be for real. Yeah. Yeah. And another comment, this one is from the petroleum and coal products uh, sector that we follow conditions and outlook remain positive. Raw materials prices are stable, resulting in stable margins. Asset utilization remains high. You know, and to your point, when asset utilization remains high, then, you know, there's a propensity to add, you know, new capital uh, to increase your asset base, not just in this industry, but industries in general. Mm -hmm. In fact, Mm -hmm. there's there's a similar a related comment from plastics and rubber products, uh, which says strong start to the new year production is increasing and we are adding capacity. So sounding good. Yeah. 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 And, and a couple more uh, from the chemical products group demand very steady to start the year uh, from primary metals. Business looks stronger moving into the first quarter of 2017. From machinery, which um, ties in with capital expenditures, of course, and and asset expansion, sales bookings are exceeding expectations. We are starting to see supply shortages in hot roll steel due to the curtailment of import. Um, but what I like about that is sales bookings are exceeding expectations. Uh, so this is clearly a more forward-looking comment than our table of numbers, for example, for the month of January. One of, and, and one generally of the num- speaking, the go ahead. I'm sorry. Generally speaking, the comments are are forward-looking, and that's why we put them in there to give a a flavor of what uh, people are seeing, not just now, but in the, in the, at least the short term. Not to jump ahead of you, Brad, but in your uh, glance at manufacturing on the consumer uh, customers' inventories, uh, showing that it's too low, uh, that's as good a number as you can get on that also, uh, that they're, they're going to be needing more inventory. Well, that's right. You know, at 48 and a half, it's down a half a point. And you're right. When it's too low, it's like a vacuum. There's a propensity for restocking of shelves that translates, obviously, into new orders. 
uh, for next month and perhaps months to come. So, right. so that's definitely good. The, the other inventory that we follow, inventories of raw materials at 48.5 uh, contracting, you know, in this same range, just, a, uh, you know, a point or two below 50, generally speaking, for the last 19 months, uh, shows a continuing concerted effort to, to have lean inventories. Um, they're in great shape, and I'm sure that the chief financial officers are happy that inventories are, are slightly below 50, and they found a way to, to do that through good inventory control measures. Mm-hmm. Brad, you've also got a uh, quick snapshot of uh, a calculation you do in your head between new orders and inventory, which this month is pretty significant that I'd like you to share with our listeners. Uh, yes, and really got to open that file back up. That number is 11.9, and I like anything that's above five. So uh, that that's a strong, you know, sort of side indicator that I follow, you know, for myself to gauge, you know, the relevance of, of the new orders numbers in relationship to inventories. Right. And so, right. so very, very now, good. Gene, with, so, with so many bright spots in the report, it, you know, we, we normally ask you uh, where are the risk factors, where are the problems, but it's all very positive. Well, it is, but there is one thing that, um, you know, we, we can talk about here, and that is prices of raw materials. You know, at 69, it's up three three and a half percentage points. Again, it's been rising for, or I should say, you know, prices have been increasing for 11 consecutive months. Now, that doesn't mean that it's that they've caught up to where they were prior to this run because we had a long run of prices going down and and literally deflationary prices reported for last year when we summarized the year in December. So uh, nevertheless, 69 is is a big number and uh, we'll have to watch that and make sure that that stays in bounds. Um, but that's the, really the only thing that's, that stands out as something to to really watch and potentially be concerned about. And that's prices of raw materials coming into uh, the manufacturing operation? Right? Correct. Yes, that's okay. commodities and, and all manner of raw materials and inputs into manufacturing. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I, I also, um, I also note that... Uh, New export orders, in spite of a very strong dollar, continues to do fairly well. Well, it is. It's growing for 11 consecutive months. I've been asked a lot about that today, you know, in, with respect to the high dollar. And, you know, what, I, what I've seen, you know, through the numbers is that, you know, despite, despite that from, you know, an overseas buyer's perspective, U.S. manufactured goods are just so desirable uh, in terms of pricing, in terms of quality, in terms of availability, in terms of innovation, uh, that they keep buying our, our finished products. And, and you know, we, we see that that, 
we we think that that's going to continue. Uh, you know, the current administration has an appetite for us doing even even more manufacturing here in in the U.S. Uh, and you know, talking with companies and 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 certain companies are committing to even more capital here. And I think the the challenge is is going to be, you know, how much, how quickly, in what categories, and can we find the, the labor, or how do we find the labor or technology uh, to keep expanding? Right, right. That is clearly the challenge. And in almost every uh, interview that we do, somewhere along the line, the skills gap crops up. Uh, it's a very serious issue. Uh, I think the number I heard is that there are 10,000 baby boomers retiring every day. So the brain drain in manufacturing is going to become quite serious very, very soon. Yes, and I heard this morning that, um, you know, engineers is, is one of those uh, skill sets that is uh, is in need and, and hard to, to find. So, uh you know that will be, I think, a challenge for us as we have an appetite to grow manufacturing beyond what it is today. I and mean, my perspective is that, and we've talked about this. You know, manufacturing has broadly continued to increase in terms of you know absolute uh, volume and and size and scope, but you know on a relative basis, it's uh, much smaller. Than the services sector, which uh, my colleague Tony Nieves uh, follows. Nevertheless, you know, to have appetite for even more manufacturing uh, is, uh, you know, is is a lofty goal and an idea which I think will uh, will be beneficial in the long run. Yeah, I think Lou and I are, are proponents of uh, counting uh, kind of outside the box in manufacturing and including everything or most everything upstream from uh, the factory floor and also the multiplier effect of every dollar that gets created in manufacturing results in somewhere between a dollar and a dollar and eighty, dollar forty and a dollar eighty-one out in the marketplace. So we like to say mm-hmm. that manufacturing is a third of our economy. So. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to ask. Yeah. I'm going to ask Brad a question here that he more than likely won't answer. Uh, <laughs> so, who gets the credit for the upward swing in manufacturing? The old administration or the new administration? Well, I think it's consumers. You know, uh, con- con- and consumers, you know, understand what's what's going on in, in terms of the results of the election, the new administration, et cetera. And I think from a business standpoint, which obviously reflects on manufacturing is that when you talk about reducing a corporate tax rate, when you talk about reducing regulations, you know, you're favoring uh, businesses you know, to be healthy and nimble and and progressive and and productive, and you know when that happens, you know, we get very very competitive, and um, I, I think consu- consumers like that, businesses obviously like that, and you know the administration and 
and businesses feel like, you know, they're the ones that really, you know, serve the economy, if you will. And, mm-hmm. you know, it starts within businesses, you know, large, medium, and small, you know, and, and, and has the opportunity to touch, you know, a lot of people, if not everyone, you know, in, in, in some way, people that, uh, that, that work and that have, um, you know, you know, things to, to contribute and, and so on. So I think that's all reflected in this, in this report for January. Uh, I think as we move forward, you know, we need to see the, the actual programs, you know, be, be laid out, you know, become, you know, effective, in effect and effective. We see at uh, All Metals and Forge, uh, you know, we're talking with customers, manufacturing uh, customers, metalworking, and so on uh, every day. And we are hearing daily more optimistic talk based on all the things that you just mentioned about tax reform and so on, mm-hmm. that uh, they are um, finally loosening up the bucks to buy new equipment, more inventory, and so on, because they feel as though that good times are going to roll again. So right. we, we agree with you based on the fact that we're on the, we're on the front line of that. Right. You know, we have Ready. back to comments, uh, one from the food, beverage, and tobacco products, is the economic outlook remains stable and no current effects of geopolitical changes appear to be penetrating uh, the market conditions. And, and I would sort of, you know, insert editorially insert no current ill effects of geopolitical changes appear to be penetrating market conditions. Right, right. Yeah, I would certainly agree with that, Brad. The other thing that's interesting to watch is your experience with this report and your previous work in supply chain. As new orders rise and even though production and employment is rising, are we going to see a a uh, increase in the backlog, but my sense is that the answer is yes. But you know better, far better than I. Well, yes, you know, new orders at at this rate is you know likely to to outstrip uh, you know production capabilities, um, and and therefore you know the backlog would increase above fifty. We've been below fifty for seven consecutive months. And it wouldn't surprise me. And we're dangerously close to that 50 mark at 49.5. So I wouldn't be at all surprised to see that back above 50. Uh, but it's in good shape now, so that you've got, you know, plenty of plenty of new orders to reach back and and uh, you know pull into manufacturing, you know, in a sequenced, uh, scheduled, programmed way. Brad, does anything in this report or anything that the ISM does address capacity utilization and where we are with that in manufacturing? Not in this particular report, but I can go back to the December, uh, I think the December 8th report where uh, we we closed the books last year at capacity utilization of 81.9%. So, uh, for for me, the magic number 
or I should say rule of thumb number of 85% is where you're starting to get, you know, tax and, you know, at an effective um, practical level. So we've got room, we've got room to grow. We've got at least three percentage points to grow. And we also uh, will have an appetite and ability to, to add capacity through capital expansion. Um, and, and so uh, we, we do have room to grow in our, in our current facilities and certainly can, can bolt on more as, uh, as these numbers continue to materialize in this fashion. And was that 81% for all of 2016? Was that an average for the year? Uh, that was an ending point uh, in December. Okay. So it, okay. It, that's that's how we measured it. Got it. Okay. The, the well, quest, question is, what what is it now? Uh, right. It's, and you'll probably know that if you do your May report. Uh, yes. In you know when we're we'll be together again in uh, this time in Orlando for the ISM uh, May conference, which should be a very good one. You know, very well attended by. I'm going to guess at least 3,000 professionals from around from around the country and around the world to convene and, and talk about these things. Um, this this May, uh, my colleague Tony and I uh, will be busy on that Monday uh, presenting report and also uh, a breakout session to to go more, you know more deeply into this. As we do on your radio each month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm, well, I'm glad you plugged that uh, that May conference, and I just want to let you know note off the top of your head. I just want to share with our audience the actual dates right. of that conference, which is May 21 to 24. Certainly recommend that people in the supply chain industry are tied closely to it attend that conference. And it's been excellent. Uh, right. Uh, I think you know the venue is Orlando Disney specifically, so it should be you know very attractive from a destination standpoint, and you know well attended, and we've got a lot to talk about. Um, back to capacity utilization for a second. Again, we ended the year at 81.9 percent, and and we've been talking a little bit about capital expenditure and overall capacity. The capital expenditure forecast from that December report is only 0.2%. So basically, you know, dead even from what was expended last year. That is likely to change if these numbers continue to to grow. That is the PMI new orders production uh, because companies will start to approve new projects as uh, you know, orders come in to to full and overflowing. Right. Matter of fact, uh, Brad, I hear a rumor that uh, Manufacturing Talk Radio uh, is going to be at the Orlando event, uh, uh, broadcasting uh, from uh, the show floor. So, uh, in case you weren't aware of it, I'm letting you know. Mm-hmm. No, that's excellent. Yeah, I always enjoy yeah. seeing you there. It's been a fabulous. And, and I'm I'm assuming I'll get my yellow jacket. 
No, no, you, you, we're counting the shows. You have, you now have forty shows under your belt. You have a few uh-huh. more to go, but uh, okay. the yellow jacket is in the works. Okay. We just, we just have to remember your size, which I think was forty-six regular. No, forty-two regular. Forty-two uh-huh. regular, exactly. Right. Oh. Okay. I'm, I'm good with great. numbers. I'm good at numbers, <laughs> just like you, Brett. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, Brad, anything well, else you want to share with our audience to sum up this very excellent report for manufacturing? Well, I just want to say once again that it's a great start to the year. Uh, last year, we didn't have such a great start. Uh, you know, last year was was up and down and trying to find find direction, but finally did towards the end of the year, and it's continuing on and, and even accelerating. So, we're, we're looking forward to more positives to come. Don't see any indications uh, of why that wouldn't be the case. And uh, look forward to, to talking with you and your audience next month. Sounds great to me. Brad, thank you very much uh, for being here as usual, as our standby uh, regular. And uh, we look yeah. forward to next month. You're most welcome. Take care. We've been speaking with Mr. Brad Holcomb, who's committee chair for the ISM report, manufacturing report on business, which comes out the first business day of every month, and we'll be back right after the investment. Elevate your career and stay ahead of the curve with EISM. Brought to you by the Institute for Supply Management. EISM is the first on-the-go lifestyle-compatible learning initiative in the industry. It features hyper-short 15-minute modules and guided learning courses that can be completed in as few as three weeks, just right for you or your team. It's the world's largest one-stop online learning shop for supply management. Register today at ismelearning.org. Thanks for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. You can hear our next broadcast each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at msgtalkradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.